From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker on Radio 111. Welcome to the show today. I, you know, I was just watching NBC Palm Springs News and one of the anchors asked, are we going to have a winter this year? <laughs> uh, it's still in the mid-90s and we're heading towards mid-November. Well, you know, Jeff, I, we just had Pride this last weekend. Yeah, busy. And I s- stopped and thought about this and there's probably been in the 14 years that I've been here in the Valley, there's probably been at least five of those occasions where we have had triple digit temperatures on pride weekend the first weekend in november so i don't think it's all that unusual for us to still be this this warm i mean we've just begun fall and i think it's gonna tip down pretty quickly here we've already seen such bizarre weather patterns up in the northern part of the state with these record floods and things like that that just seem like can't we just have a plain old simple year instead of having to have these awful droughts and and wildfire seasons and then these massive floods where they had in one bay area city they had like 12 inches of rain in three days uh recently that's crazy i mean we're in blistering heat and they're talking about 20 inches of snow up in the sierra nevadas this week so You just don't know. I mean, that's part of what they say climate change is all about, is dramatic swings in one direction or the other. Yeah. The moderation goes away. Now, if we could just refill the salt and sea. <laughs> so back to the parade, you know, it it's hard when it's that hot because yeah. you're on the asphalt. And, you know, when you're a contingent, the parade usually starts at about 10 in the morning. Yeah. And you line up starting then and... You know, like, for instance, our Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus was 151. So we're waiting a while before we get going. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. In terms of the group number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a busy weekend this last weekend, and we thought that on today's edition of the Jeff Hawker Show that we would focus uh, a little bit, the beginning of the program at least, on a retrospective of what all happened because you were able to share with us some of the things that were going to be happening over the last, really, two and a half, three weeks that have been going on here because it's really been, uh, for lack of a better term, gay season. And we had the Leather Pride event the weekend that preceded it, which coincided, of course, with, the Halloween, right. and, and well, and stop that thought yeah. for a minute, because um, in the next half hour we're going to have Robbie Wayne on, who where we had the leather dance mm-hmm. with Desert Rose Playhouse. So we'll talk all about that and do a little recap on that. Cool. Well, I I asked you not to book a guest for the first half hour today because I thought maybe we could share a little bit of the sounds from this past weekend. There was an event that really was the beginning of the end of the event, which was a special breakfast that's done every year on the Sunday morning before the parade begins where uh, the media and local uh, dignitaries are invited to it and the people who are the honorees that are being recognized for their uh, various titles um, for this year who are in the parade of course uh were able to be there i had the opportunity the amazingly awesome opportunity there to visit with somebody who i had not seen in 20 years but had been a good friend and actually a former talk show host of mine when i was living in san francisco uh, a little over 20 years ago and that was race bannon um and and 
there were a lot of people who had great interesting stories and have made great contributions to the community who were there and who were involved in activities all weekend long. Let me do a little setup on it. I created that event, the the pre-parade media breakfast, and I mirrored it after going to South Beach Pride, which I have to tell you was one of the highlights of my life. I I got to meet Gloria Estefan and Emilio (laughs) Estefan, and they were like amazing people. Um, But what they did was on the morning of the parade, one of the prominent banks there opened up their doors for the VIPs and all the grand marshals and all the honorees and the dignitaries. And what that did was it got everybody there on time for the parade. <laughs> right. Because usually all of the the community grand marshals and all that are at the front of the parade. Right. And they're, you know, I think this year they used the... Um, the cars of yesteryear, that car club here in the mm-hmm. Coachella Valley. And they're all great, amazing cars. But if you don't get people there on time, it kind of messes up the whole flow, <laughs> the of, the flow day. Yeah. of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, it's worked out really well. Well, it was a fun breakfast. It was a great breakfast. And it was uh, even a little fortified with some bubbly and Mm -hmm. uh, orange juice and such. And we had a good time there. So um, towards the end of the event, is when you started to hear some of the dignitaries and including uh, the producer of the event uh, show up at a podium and talk. So first up was Palm Springs Mayor Christy Holstage. Happy Pride! We're so excited to celebrate with you here today. After a year, we're back in action. We're back as a community and celebrating our wonderful, beautiful community here in Palm Springs. So I'm joined here by my fellow council members, our city managers here. And on behalf of the entire city council, we wanna welcome you, tell you to have fun and say congratulations to all the honorees um, here today. You play a really important part in our community and we're grateful to have you. Thank you everyone. and. Have fun. Thank you to the entire staff of the city of Palm Springs. Also, uh, city manager Justin Clifton is here. Congratulations. Let's give him a round of applause. He's brand new to the city of Palm Springs. City manager, he's here with his family. Um, Also, please join me in thanking our host today, Desert Care Network and the staff of Desert Regional Medical Center. Especially Amy Kewen, Todd Burke, Chef Leo. Huge round of applause for the chef. Brendan Steidel and all of their people. And also I want to thank um, Les Zendel is here from the Desert Healthcare um, District. Let's also welcome to the podium Linda Evans. She is the Chief Strategy Officer for Communicate community advocacy for the Desert Care Network. And also we'd like to acknowledge Michelle Finney, who is the CEO. Michelle has Thor, Thor the dog that's really decorated. Good morning, everybody. Greetings, actually, my other hat from La Quinta. And uh, we're so proud to be out here today Desert Care Network and Desert Regional Medical Center. We've missed this group with the uh, cancellation last year. So how many first timers do we have on our Sturgis patio? We've got, okay, well, all right. Welcome, welcome. One of the things that we're so excited about with Pride Week is the compliment of our staff, the patients we serve, the physicians that treat you. 
And we are about inclusivity, we're about pride, we're about showing our spirit, and uh, you know, it's, it's just a thrill to be out. We're gonna have a float, we've got a whole team of Desert Care Network staff, we've got some crazy times that we're allowed to have fun today, and I just wanna say kudos again to the chef, thanks Rhonda Hart, and all of the volunteers to help make this happen. We're so thrilled, and let's have a great time. Thank you, Linda. Um, I want to thank my staff, uh, Julie Montante from 420 Dispensary and Lounge, thank you. Lisa Weary, uh, my partner, Lewis. Where are you, Lewis? Lewis Marino. <laughs> um, and also Lisa Weary of Wine Gal. I, let's give a huge round of applause for DJ Galaxy for came. And I just want to thank all of our media that showed up and is a big presence and supportive of Greater Palm Springs Pride. Harvey Milk once says, it takes no compromise to give people their rights. It takes no money to respect the individual. If you are not personally free to be yourself in that most important of all human activities, the expression of love, then life itself loses its meaning. Um, also, I don't know if you know who this is, but he was really well known as Mr. Universe, Bob Paris. He said, every gay and lesbian person who has been lucky enough to survive the turmoil of growing up is a survivor. Survivors always have an obligation to those who will face the same challenges. It's very true when he said it years ago, but also very true today. I just wanna graciously thank all of you, so many of you are my friends, partners, and you all do so much for the community and we're so grateful for all, all that you do. Um, if we could have all of the honorees up so we can get some photos of the step and repeat. Community Grand Marshal, Street Bar this year, Lifetime Achievement Award, Nancy Worthington, and Race Bannon. Friend of Pride, Keisha D. Volunteer of the Year, Betty C. Barry Smith. Community Service Award, Cliff Young. Spirit of Pride Award, Jim Hollenbach. And I also wanna thank our other sponsors today, FN Vodka, Town Real Estate, Kevin Stern and his entire crew. If you need somebody to um, buy real estate, Kevin Stern is your man. Um, also, again, 420 Dispensary and Lounge and Sonoma Couture and Corbell. So let's get some photographs. Enjoy your pride, everybody. And people did. They really people did. People had a great time all through the weekend, uh, starting with events that were uh, in the street as of Thursday night, I think, and, and all the way through the weekend. It I, was really a great event. I think people have been so pent up for so long. I, I still hear about people that are not going out. Yeah. And I was like, how do you do that? You know, <laughs> I, I you know, I was careful through all of COVID, but I never did not go out. I mean, I'm just one of those social people that needs to be around other people. Well, you know, Jeff, it's interesting because I talked yesterday afternoon on my program uh, about a letter that was published yesterday in the Desert Sun. And a reader had written in and was basically self-answering the question, do we still need pride? And talked about having been at a coffee shop last weekend in Palm Springs where uh, somebody saw them wearing a mask, a rainbow mask, 
and gave them a hard time about um, turning uh, personal issues political and also saying, you know, that it was an abomination, basically. And and I think that that shows exactly why we do still need pride events to have outreach and, and to do some sort of awareness to people who maybe are a little more ignorant still. Well, and I think it's important also because you in prides all across the country, you have contingents that include the f- gay and lesbian firemen, police officers, uh, city workers, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I, I had no role models to look up to, mm-hmm. zero. And so I had to navigate and find my own way. The kids today, they do have them. They're everywhere. Um, one of your you know, close friends, Rachel Maddow, I mean, look how far she's come and so intelligent and so... Uh, you know, prolific in media. Yeah, people you know. can see people in all sorts of jobs today, openly gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and go, "Wow, there's there's hope for me. I can I can be out and proud, and I can be successful." We'll continue talking about what happened at Pride 2021 in Palm Springs next on the Jeff Hawker Show. Gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on Radio 111. Now, here's Jeff. We are back and we're talking about the Greater Palm Springs Pride Festival that happened last weekend. You know, we were just sort of talking about how the site plan all kind of comes together and how you do all that. I know it's difficult, you know, because I work a lot with the merchants and everybody has their own way of thinking about events and closures. And I, I think one of the great things is now we have all those streets behind the Rowan Hotel and the new park that enables there to be events. However, that little amphitheater they did really you can't do much there it seats about 200 people and that's about it well i've been here for 14 years and i have been through basically i think four or five different footprints of what has constituted the pride festival here over those those years originally it was at the baseball park stadium yeah yeah, which was i thought was great well you and I might disagree on yeah. that just because I didn't feel it was worth it once you paid to go in and it was a little disappointing for it being a paid event, you know, doing that. I'm all for people giving up financial support, but I think it should be voluntary. Yeah. Um, two, uh, I I would say that the footprint I loved the most was when it went all the way, you know, down the uh, Palm Canyon Drive and it had the intersection of Arenas Road all the way from Calle and Sia over by Hunters all the way back to Palm Canyon. So it felt like it was a big contiguous event. 
Um, then, of course, we had it where it was back in what has now become the new park when it was an elevated hill of dirt in right. the middle of construction for that. Yeah. Uh, and it was all back off to that side. And well, then that had to be jerry rigged one year. Literally, <clears throat> the dirt had to be leveled and then plywood right. was put over it. I remember. And that year was really hot, too. Yeah. I remember us all sweating in those days. That was three years ago. Was it? Yep. And, and then, uh, you know, what they've done now where it kind of has the it has the two sides there's part of palm canyon involved and the roads going back towards the museum and that park area but then there's also arenas but it's just between indian and Kaye and sia yeah. and it just feels really disconnected in doing that and i get it that you know it probably is a pain in the neck traffic wise but when you consider how many people come to town and how many people are exhibiting and doing entertainment and things like that for this one weekend out of the year, I think we can shut it down and, and have some traffic revisions for that period of time. Right. Well, that was the main reason why they redid Indian Canyon to be two-way. Yeah. I, I think this year was kind of a transitional year because I had some challenges for Halloween because all of those parklets that were all the restaurants had – and just so happened that two weeks before Halloween, I flipped the stage to the other end of the road because two and of the I parklets. People really liked that. Yeah. With it being on the west side of Arena Street. Right. Well, because yeah. then you have the view of the mountains behind the stage. And right. I think that's so dramatic, especially when the sun's going down. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. We, Halloween was fantastic this year. And I think it was the perfect entree into what we experienced for Greater Palm Springs Pride. Well, the other reason I wanted to do this with you today, uh, and I didn't tell you about this in advance, and we've only got two minutes before we've got to be out of here for a news update, but um, I wanted to take a couple of minutes because on the Jeff Hawker Show, you're always talking with people who are doing the stuff that is events like this, but we're not ever really talking about you. And without you... A lot of events that are really important to this community would not happen here in town. So I want to cr congratulate you and give you the kudos that you deserve for all of the work that you do to bring so many tens and hundreds of thousands of people together for really spectacular events, not just at Pride, but also with the Halloween event and with other events you've produced in like Cathedral City with the, the Taste of Lisco and, and things like that, that you do all across this valley that I'm not sure everybody realizes just how many thumbprints there is from yeah. Jeff Hawker Productions. <laughs> so congratulations you. to you and thank you for all that you do for this community. Well, I appreciate that. And kudos back to you because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a platform to talk about it. Well, it's it's a good thing we do. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, I um I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the headliners. Um it was interesting cuz this year I made time to go to all of the headliners each night. Um poor Jeannie Tracy had a rough time on Friday night. You know, she was a backup singer for Sylvester and Weather Girls and all two tons of two tons of fun and all that. Um, she just couldn't get it together, and, and, and that was most unfortunate. But I have to tell you, then this drag queen came out. Her name is Sassy Ross, <laughs> and did a Diana Ross medley with this spectacular outfit on, was doing twirls and everything on the stage, and I think everybody forgot about that. 
And then Jodie Watley came on mm. and what just brought it. And her backup dancers were hot and they were good. And um, so that was really fun. And then Third Eye Blind and uh, Flock of Seagulls really rounded out the weekend. I think it was a spectacular event weekend. Yeah, last Saturday, Melissa Neiderman and Keisha D could not quit talking about the backup dancers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, on and on. Even as they were heading out the door of the office. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you've got something coming up in just a moment. We do. We have Robbie Wayne. He's the owner of Desert Rose Playhouse. We'll talk all about their upcoming events. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. The Desert Cities A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have Robbie Wayne, who is uh, one of the owners, along with his partner, I should say husband, Matt. And uh, they're with Desert Rose Playhouse. Their website is desertroseplayhouse.org. And we're trying to get him on the phone. But while we're doing that, I want to let you know about their current production, which is Hedwig and the Angry Itch. And that is um, going on through November 21st. That's uh, Thursdays, 7 p.m., Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m., and Sundays at 2 p.m., their box office number is 760-202-3000. And again, that website to buy tickets is desertroseplayhouse.org. And, uh, you know, that what John and I were talking about before is that was the location that we did the Leather Pride dance this last year. Um, or I should say last weekend, <laughs> it seems like last year. And uh, it, it was really amazing. We had Colton Ford and we had Hector Fonseca from Brooklyn. And I think we do have Robbie on the line. No, we're having a little trouble. Uh, he's going to try and call back. Um, but that dance was so much fun. You know, the, it's, it's a theater that was formerly a dance club. So we took the theater, we removed some of the seats, and we turned it into a dance club. And it truly was a good time. This I, is I, the old Zeldas, right? Yeah, and I have to tell you, I when you're booking entertainment, you kind of look on YouTube and kind of look at current pictures of artists, and you never quite know until they get up on that stage how great they're going to be. And I'll tell you, Colton Ford brought it. You know, we had talked about he had been on uh, the show a couple weeks ago, and um, he really is doing a great job. You know, um, somebody who, you know, has been in the recording industry for his whole life, uh, but kind of got veered doing movies and adult entertainment and stuff for a while. Um, but he's really focusing all his time and energy on on really recording right now. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we're having a problem where uh, I think he's in a bad cell zone. And uh, this is him. Let's I'm just going to bring him right on. Uh, the air, and we'll see if he's there. Hello? Hi. Hey, Robbie. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you're cutting in and out. Are, can you go outside? Yeah. Yeah, we're not even hearing one word that's being said. <laughs> just pieces um, of a word. <laughs> there. You, wait. There you are. There. I'm moving. I'm I'm, I'm walking. Uh, I've tried two different phones. And, uh, okay, well, just, just there you are, Robbie. Stay, stay you right are there. on the air with us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing like live, right? Live radio is the best. So I was just yeah. giving everybody the information about your current show, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Um, Chuck Yates is the director, right? Yeah, we are so excited to have him. Uh, you know, he was with Coyote Stageworks. And then... Uh, I'm going to get somewhere where you can hear not hear the uh, traffic. He was Coyote Stageworks for a, a long time as their artistic director. And then after COVID, when they closed, we were good friends. And I was like, hey, Chuck, are you interested in, you know, maybe playing around with us for a little bit? And he was really interested in Hedwig, and he's done a fantastic job. Well, and I'll tell you, you and Matt and your whole stage crew did an excellent job on the set. Oh, thank you so much. It's funny that... <laughs> We were going out to that pick-apart place um, where you just go and there's all these cars. And um, we wanted to get a car for the set because that's normally, you know, part of the Hedwig set. So uh, we went out there and we found a a Corvette. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but we're going to figure out how to get this Corvette. So one day I just went out into the desert with some tools. There, looked at it for about 20 minutes and decided, okay, let's get going. And it took me about... Hey, hey, Robbie, where did you just go? Uh, to my car. Did it go into my car? Yeah, yeah. We can't have that. So I know. <laughs> oh man! All right. So you went. You went. Out, you're okay. You went out to the desert. Okay, I'm back. You went out to the desert for this Corvette and made it part of your set, which is fantastic. Yes, we and uh, now uh, we use it a lot because uh, Nick, who plays Hedwig, he and his wife Jamie, which is really cool. We've never had a husband and wife team, and he plays Hedwig and she plays Ishtok. So he plays the female and she plays the male. But uh, and, they do and Nicholas Sloan, I've seen him in a million productions. He is fantastic. He really is. And this has just been, I think this role was written for him. I mean, I love John Cameron Mitchell and, and everybody else that's played the role. But I tell you, Nick's right up there with him in my eyes. He really is. So Hedwig and the Angry Itch is uh, playing through November 21st. To get tickets, you can go to DesertRosePlayhouse.org or the box office is 760 3000. So tell us what what else is coming up. Um, I know you've got a couple really amazing shows that always sell out. Yeah, we, we, we have our, our regular things that, that have become uh, kind of a tradition, but we've started doing a few, trying to break outside the box, you know, and just expand what we're doing. So this coming Sunday, we actually have a reading with uh, Michael Kearns. And I'm not sure if you know Michael Kearns, but he was the first gay, out gay actor in Hollywood. This is before people were doing it as a career move. Michael Kearns came out, I believe it was on Entertainment Tonight in 1991. 
And he came out as the first openly gay HIV positive actor in Hollywood. And he's become this huge activist. So he wrote a book called uh, Who's Afraid of Michael Kearns? And inside of that is three different plays. So this coming Sunday at 5 o'clock at the theater, we're doing a reading with Michael Kearns. And uh, Rylan Shelton is directing. And it's an all-male cast of what it would be like behind the scenes with an all-male cast playing all the characters. And Michael's going to actually play Martha. (laughs) And then he's going to sign his book afterwards. So we're, we're doing that as a fundraiser on Sunday. And then we have Brian Justin Crum coming, uh, and he's going to do his Christmas concert with us. And he's coming on, um, I believe it's December the 4th and 5th. Uh, he's doing a Christmas concert. And Brian Justin Crum, he was uh, fourth place in America's Got Talent. He's the one that sang Creep that everybody just died over. And he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he, he I really enjoyed it working with him on Halloween and he's going to be there with one of my other favorite people, Michaela from channel Q. She's the morning show host of the morning beat with uh, AJ. Yeah. She's fantastic. You know, she was the youngest, uh, the first youngest uh, contestant on America's got talent to make the top 11. She, she's just a phenomenal talent. And then she went on to the Tyra Banks show. She was on with them for a while and now she's doing this. She's just she's really, really good. So I'm looking forward to that concert. It's also uh, one of our things that we're doing for Christmas. Well, and she did uh, the kickoff with Rosemary Galore at the Morongo Casino this last Thursday night. And she did Uh a whole comedy bit, which was hilarious. I didn't even you know, I know she does shtick on the air in the morning, but I didn't know she was able to do stand up. And she she killed it. Oh, wow. I had no idea either, um, you know, because we're starting to do stand-up as well. <laughs> so I should get in touch with her because, you know, that kind of stuff is always fun. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to hear that you're going to dabble in um, stand-up because that's one of the things I felt for a long time, that Pump Springs needs a really mm-hmm. great comedy club, but also more live entertainment. We don't need more right. restaurants. We don't need more hotels. We need more entertainment right. to draw people here. I absolutely agree. We did one stand-up night with Jason Stewart and Selena Luna and uh, Shan Carr, and they sold out the house that night. So we're doing that again with Jason Stewart. He's bringing others on uh, January 8th. So we've got so much, a, a variety of things that are happening besides just our basic main stage shows. Yeah, Jason was pretty busy for Pride. I know he had a bunch of his comedians come up, and it was it was really interesting because they did, and you might want to try that with him, he did these little things where the comedians would come up for like five minutes, and then he'd rotate uh-huh. them. So, oh, wow. like, if somebody wasn't kind of making the mark, they'd bring somebody uh-huh. else on. And then that person wow. would go, the, the person who what, who was bombing would go off stage and re- regroup <laughs> with their routine and then come back. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's like a, a comedian roulette. Kind yeah, kind of. Kinda, you know, and Jason's <laughs> so great at managing people and, and getting them going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we're looking forward to having him back, uh, I think, I, yeah, January 8th. But before then, we're bringing back our, you know, classic show of Christmas with the Crawfords by Richard Winchester. We've done this for three years and everybody just loves it. It's become, you know, almost like a tradition around here, you know, because I mean, what says 
the holidays like Joan Crawford beating her children. You know? <laughs> no wire hangers ever. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, tell us about this because I have never seen it, and I want all my listeners to buy tickets to this because I've heard it's hilarious and really well done. Absolutely hilarious. And every year we go a little bit bigger. We go with the set. This year we're looking at two stories for her house. What happens is Hedda Hopper is interviewing Joan Crawford for a radio show, a Christmas radio show. So uh, Joan Crawford is played by uh, Cam Sisko, who is also our director of the show. And he plays Joan Crawford. And then we have uh, Larry Martin, who plays Christina. And then Christine Cengali Nunes plays Christopher. So everybody reverses roles in all of this. So during the radio show, Gary Cooper is having a big party next door. Somehow on the invite, they got Joan Crawford's address. So during the radio show, you get everybody from Baby Jane to Judy Garland, Gloria Swanson, the Andrews sisters, um, uh, Ethel Merman, Catherine Hepburn, Carmen Miranda. I mean, you name it. There's like... So many of these people, and everybody comes on, they're all in drag, they're playing these characters, and they do a really good job. And they're like, well, since I'm here, I might as well do a number, you know. And so <laughs> it's, it's all about interrupting Joan's radio show, which you can only imagine turns into absolute pure chaos by the end. Well, and I could just imagine with all those characters backstage in the dressing rooms, wigs flying <laughs> on and off and dresses changing and... It is crazy, but it's so much fun, and everybody really loves it. And, you know, Richard did a really good job with with, uh, creating that show. So once we found it, and it was such a hit, it sells out every year. So if people are interested in it, they should, you know, start planning now because it opens on November the 4th, and it runs through, um, I'm sorry, it opens on December 9th. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking ahead. Wait, it opens December 9th, and it closes on the 26th without a show on Christmas Day. So after Christmas is our last day. And again, the website to buy tickets is DesertRosePlayhouse.org, and the box yeah. office is 760-202-3000. We're talking with uh, Robbie Wayne, and when we come back, we'll find out a little bit about how you can support Desert Rose Playhouse and become... Kind of like, you know, a mentor and a and a, a legendary supporter of the Playhouse. You're listening to the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. listening to the jeff hawker show from radio 111 live from palm springs here's jeff we are on the phone with robbie wayne he's one of the owners of desert rose playhouse let's talk a little bit about how you can support the the playhouse um i like that you have all different levels from 150 bucks up to whatever how generous you could become Robbie, Robbie, did you go back to where you were before? <laughs> right here. That's that right here. 
I think we have you now. Yeah, I, I didn't from. No. Can you can Yeah, it's all broken up. Okay. Let me see. Hmm. Are you there now? Right. No, it's, it's all broken up. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying is if you want to support Desert Rose, you can do anywhere from Friends of the Playhouse for $150. Benefits include door listing on the website and subscription Desert Rose e-newsletter, Playhouse membership, family membership at 500 Actor sponsor at 1000 They underwrite the performance, the fees paid to actors. Because remember, um, sometimes some of the actors are equity, so you have to pay them full equity uh, scale. Um, and, you know, what's great is when you become a sponsor, you also get invited to opening nights, special invitations to the cast parties and all that. Did we get did we get Robbie back? No, still broken up there. Maybe uh, we can set him up to come back on a future yeah, we show. Can, we can have you come back on another show. Um, and you can donate. It's very easy. You can do it by PayPal, which I personally love PayPal. It's one of the best services ever invented. Um, let's just go back over... Um, some of the shows he's got the uh brian justin crumb show which is going to be happening with michaela gordon from channel q and that'll be happening on december 3rd and 4th at 7 p.m and uh of course you can't miss christmas with the crawfords that opens on december 9th and goes through december 26th uh and has he as he said uh no christmas show this year so um i know that show will so if you have if you did not see brian justin crumb at halloween you really missed an amazing performance but now you can see him again in palm springs um that's coming up and of course hedge Hedwig and the Angry Itch and I have to tell you Nicholas Sloan has done many many performances at um, Palm Canyon Theater and really kind of grew up through the ranks at Palm Canyon Theater and became a you know the headliner and the the lead character in most of the shows they were doing and has a great voice and great stage presence and I think John wants to say something no, he's just looking at me. <laughs> I guess we, we weren't able to get Robbie, so we'll we'll have him back. Again, if you want more information, go to DesertRosePlayhouse.org. So in a couple minutes we got left, any thoughts about this season? It, like you said, it's really amazing to see everybody back and out and, you know, just enjoying themselves. Well, and they didn't just come from the Coachella Valley. I knew lots of friends that came from places like Las Vegas and Phoenix and Tucson and, I mean, San Diego. It's That's the thing that's kind of fun about having pride when we do. Some people go, why do you have it so freaking late? And it's like, because the weather's you perfect. You don't want to have it when you have it, you know, because you'll be frying like an egg on a sidewalk. Yeah. It's it's not fun then, but um, no, it was it was nice to see that people were out and being festive and just anxious to be back uh, hanging out with one another again. Well, and I think 
the word has gotten out that not only Southern California, but the Coachella Valley specifically is highly vaccinated. The numbers from DAP, DAP Health just came out about Palm Springs. We're like 96% vaccinated. I mean, that's... Although we still need to do better because yeah. last week, the numbers released just yesterday showed that we're up almost uh, 85%. But was that Riverside County? Uh, I think that that was for here in the Coachella Valley. Okay. Yeah. Because so, it, it's hard sometimes because we're part of Riverside County. Yeah. On the other side of the mountain, we the population is far larger than what we have here. Right. And so it skews everything. Yeah. And they also tend to run not as inclined to get vaccinated on the other side as right. we do here on this side of the mountains. Right. So, yeah. But well, we just it, want people to be safe. And remember, you can, like... I saw this weekend at your breakfast, uh, I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in several years, and they just came through a two-week quarantine. They had been vaccinated, but still ended up getting sick. So you got to be careful still. Yeah, yeah and, and also get tested regularly. Yeah. You know, go every couple weeks and get tested, because the reality is, if you do get COVID, if you catch it early, you're going to be much better than if you let it go. Yeah, and at least by being vaccinated, you're going to survive, yeah. even if you do get it. Thanks to John McMullen for producing the show today. Thank you to Robbie Wayne, owner, with his husband, uh, Matthew McLean from Desert Rose Playhouse. Their website is desertroseplayhouse.org. If you want more information about all the great shows on Radio 111, go to radio111.com. Thank you for joining us today on The Jeff Hawker Show. We'll see you again soon.